Hey friend, today on our Wild Soul Academy episode, we are talking about the things we need to keep in mind before we leap. And we are talking about those fears, those challenges, and we're digging on in. So listen on. Hello, I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the Wild Soul Academy podcast. If you're wondering what we do here, well, we are a show for wildly ambitious individuals, visionaries, creatives, and leaders. And I'm guessing you, anyone who feels that call for something greater, ready to move to that next level. Yes. And we are a space where you can step into your own self mastery, kick off the training wheels and get ready to break the glass ceiling. Here we step into these conversations that are sacred and that activate and inspire us and they guide us to move to that next level of business and life. We talk all things spiritual, but we're also about the strategic and practical conversations as well, because that's what we need to show up in this day and age as a soulful leader. By the way, I am your host, Joy Kaya. I am a sacred illuminator, community builder, podcaster, and soul guide. I have a passion for boots and crystals. If I could have both together, that would be amazing. Just saying. And I also love that country coastal life. I have perfected the blend between cowgirl and hippie with no apologies for being authentically me. I hope you're ready for new perspective and some amazing takeaways in our show because we have some great conversations, not only in the solo episodes, but also in our guest episodes. So get ready and let's take the journey. Hello, beautiful wild soul. Welcome to another episode. Well, today I wanted to really sink in to the conversation around what we need to know before we leap. And when I'm talking about leaping, I'm talking about making that big transition in your life, whether it be your career or with your um, personal life, like just taking the leap. And I am going to be speaking to this from the point of view of becoming an entrepreneur, because my story is one that really has propelled me to be a entrepreneurial um, mentor and leader. And it's because of how I walked through and what happened during my exploration and learning and growing as an entrepreneur that I really wanted to bring this episode to you because I think there's so much value in just having the conversation. There are so many voices telling you how you should do it or how you should not do it. And I think at the end of the day, it's really just like listening to the peers around you and what they've done and how, what their experience is. But ultimately, you get to make that decision. You get to decide what is right for you. Now, if you're someone who's not looking to change careers or start your own business, <laughs> if you're someone who maybe is like looking at the scale and you're, you're telling yourself like, okay, I want to lose 80 pounds. You know, like that's a big leap and that's a lot. So I do think there's some value in this conversation today that will also resonate with you. So keep listening. All right. So we're going to go ahead and just roll on 
in. Okay. And let's get the party started. So the very first thing I want to say to you is that your desire is real. I understand that you want to level up your life. I get that when you start to feel that nudge and that knowing and things get uncomfortable in your life, that that is this great invitation to take action. I am a believer in this law (laughs) of the universe and the law kind of is defined in this way. I'm not going to give it a name because I don't know it. Number one, number two, I don't think it matters, but this is what the energy feels like. And you tell me, do you feel it? Like you can give me a yes or no as you're driving, listening to this episode. Okay, here we go. All of a sudden there is friction in your life. Now it's an area of your life. Follow me for a second that you've been complaining about that you're not happy with. And even if you make a plan to fix that thing, you keep putting it off and saying some day. You with me? Your desire is so real that you want to make change that the universe is now going to meet you and say, your wish is my command. And guess what? Friction will occur. Disruption will occur for you. Because your desire is real and you want to level up. And when you start to feel that desire and you want and you have that hunger to level up, it is time for action. Ah, yes. So I'm going to tell you my story. Back in 2010, I told myself that I was going to leave my corporate America job in one year's time. During that time, I went out, I sought out someone that I could hire onto my team. I developed her, prepared her to take my role because my role was very unique and there was no one else in Northern California that could do my job. So I had to find someone to train and mentor. Like I thought about my greater team, which were like a lot of people, like hundreds of people. And I wanted to make sure everyone was supported And that they knew the person that was going to take my position. So I just did everything I could. I didn't tell my bosses that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. And I was preparing my territory, my people. I was preparing them for my departure. And so I'd have her step in. I'd have her travel with me. Anyways, it was was good, right? I did all the right things. I planned. I strategized. Okay? And then the month came that I told myself I would give notice. She was ready, but I was afraid. Here I was a newly single mama. I had just separated from my husband in 2009. So I hadn't been alone for very long. And I was going to take this huge risk. I was going to take a six figure salary and just flush it down the toilet. (laughs) And I was going to go and leave my company. And I wasn't going to go work for another company. That was my plan. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that I didn't want to do what I was doing. And I was uncomfortable. I knew that I felt very drawn to the metaphysical arts and to spirituality and that there was a calling in me to be a teacher and an educator. And that felt really important to me, but I had no idea what that would look like. Okay. But you know, Some of us 
are all or nothing, right? Which we're going to talk about here in a little bit more, a little bit more. And as much as I strategized and planned, ultimately it was my body that shut down. So what ended up happening was that month came and went three months later, out of nowhere, I was on a conference call and you may have heard this story before. I'm going to tell you again. I was on a conference call with my um, peer group and my leader, and we were having our Monday morning conference call like we did every Monday. And it's just reviewing, you know, the business and such. And um, all of a sudden I just felt tears well up in my eyes and then they started to stream and then my heart started to race and, and, and I had to quit, send a quick email to my boss and excuse myself from the call, hung up off the call and just lost it, became a puddle on the floor, had no reason to feel that way whatsoever. I just broke. Uh, ultimately I called my mom because what do you do? <laughs> You call your mom, mom, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm crying. What do I do? And I remember her telling me, go see your doctor. Um, by the way, I don't just go see a doctor. I'm not really a doctor fan. Okay. I'm a woman for my girly parts. I will go, but that's about it. So <laughs> we, um, yeah, I went and saw the doctor. I went and saw the doctor and she looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, Joy, I've known you for over a decade. I've never seen you like this. I think you're having an anxiety attack. <laughs> and I thought to myself, but I have it all together. I don't know how that could be. I'm spiritual. I meditate. I have my beautiful babies. I'm vegan. I'm in like the best shape of my life. Like there was, and, I, and I'm top ranked in my company. Like everything was good. The one thing that wasn't good was what? My desire was real. My desire was so real that I needed a catalyst in order to step away. It was powerful time for me. And I share this story with you because it's such an important one for all of us to recognize that, you know, you may discount your dreams. You may put aside your desires. You might think that you're not important enough or that someday will happen, but know that if that desire is in you and it is whispering to you all of the time, it's like it's beckoning you. And if you don't act, it will act for you. How many times has that happened to you? You're complaining about your relationship and the next thing you know, your partner has an affair, right? Relationship's over right? Or um, you, you're not happy at your job and you keep complaining about it. Next thing you know, there's a huge, massive layoff and you're included. Maybe you get the, the, the um, blessing of a severance check. That's great. But at the end of the day, you just lost your job. Kind of crazy. You will be met. You will be met. Sometimes it's like miracles and magic when you're met. And sometimes it's you are in the dirt face down going, what just happened? I didn't even know I was falling, right? So we must pay attention because our desire is real, okay? And so I want to give you a different spin on it. And I want you to recognize that your desire for change is real and that you are feeling the call to level up, whatever that is in your life. All right, here's the other thing I see. You're trying 
to be what you see out in the world. So whatever it is that you're trying to get to, right? Whether you're um, someone who wants to start your own business or whether you want to lose that 80 pounds. And what you're doing is you're looking at the ladies on Pinterest who are doing ab workouts. Like how do they get their abs looking like that? I'm just curious. Um, or you're looking at the entrepreneur who is gangbusters and like has the number one ranked podcast and, you know, is selling all their products and have affiliates and they're just making all this passive income. And you're comparing yourself to that on your beginning. So you're at your beginning, they're at their peak and you're comparing yourself. And so you try to do the things that they do, but you're not there yet. You have to walk before you can run. Yes. And so we have to condition and learn and allow ourselves to evolve and come into it. I feel like I have wasted so many hours, so many days of my entrepreneurial career comparing myself or even scarier, spending weeks writing a program that I ultimately didn't want to have, that I didn't want to launch, that I ended up just trashing. Now, of course, we always, as entrepreneurs, we always creatively still recycle that information in some way. And it usually guides us and and helps us get to another place that we really want to be. But, and so we can see it in a positive light, but that's time wasted. So don't waste your time looking at someone else's peak at your beginning phase. That is such an important thing to remember. All right. Let's talk a little bit more around what I touched on before. The all in or the strategist. Okay. You don't have to leave your day job. You don't have to leave your favorite popcorn or your favorite cake. Okay. You go to a birthday party, someone serves cake. You get to have the cake. Just because you want to lose 80 pounds does not mean that you now just stop eating and that's that. No, just because you want to leave that day job and you want to start your own business or you want to change your career, right? It doesn't mean you have to go all in. But let's talk about the two different ones because there's two different types of personalities. There's the person who's going to go all in, who is the leaper. And then there is the individual who is going to strategize and plan and be very specific about their action steps to get there. So I'm going to share my story a little bit with you guys because I feel like this helps. So here I am. I have my, my, um, breakdown. (laughs) I have my anxiety attack. I get put on leave of absence for two weeks. By the end of the two weeks, I realize, like, hello, the universe is meeting me. My desire is real. Um, I'm going to be done. And I, because I had savings and because I had stock options and I had all of this stuff that I had acquired, um, not to mention all the hours of vacation pay that I, that I acquired, that was kind of a scary number. It was a very scary number when I realized how many days I had, I had banked, um, because that check was huge and it told me a lot about my quality of life. Um, so I was, I had some, I had some resources is my point and that I kind of realized I had all those resources. So as I exited, I was able to then float myself and I told myself I would give myself a year 
a year to figure it out, a year to discover, a year to work on my mental health. Because let's be real, when you have an anxiety attack, you just don't get better overnight. I would say it took me two to three months just to kind of level out. And then I was able to start to create. So I did that. And so I kind of did the all in thing. But remember, I had strategized prior to that. I had a plan. I hired someone. I trained her. I developed her. I was supposed to leave, right? So I did a little bit of both. I was strategic in how I left my company. I wanted my company to be held and supported when I walked away. That just felt like integrity to me and it felt important. How do you feel? about what you're leaving behind, right? In this transition, in this change. So it's everyone's individual, but for me, it felt really important. It was part of my value system. I had built an amazing team and I wanted that team to not feel just forgotten, right? And I have to tell you, I'm still friends with a lot of the people who worked for me. It's kind of fun. All right. So we're going to move forward um, into my story a little bit more. So I I then kind of ventured into the nonprofit realm and I had a spiritual center for quite some time. And there was a lot of stumbling that went along in that part of my career um, or my entrepreneurial ship. And because I was then was a nonprofit, which is in the name, right? So here I am working for myself, but not really because 80% of my time is spent doing stuff for free. <laughs> so I had to kind of find some balance in that. So I think it's really important to um be all in, but really start thinking about your end game. Like what is it that you need to feel supported and secure during your transition? That's just a very important thing that we want to look at. So even if you're all in, um, you know, I think it's key that we plan enough where we're able to have some kind of salary, some kind of support system, and we can have that transitional period because there's always going to be the wonky period of time. You don't just wake up one day and then like have like your best clients ever calling you, your phone's blowing up and life is easy. It just, just doesn't work that way. Um, on day one, you're, the phone's not ringing. Okay. The phone does not ring and no one's asking you to work that if they can work with you. Okay. And there have been those moments people hunt me down to work with me. That is always, um, an interesting thing. To, to have that happen, right? They're not on social media or they don't listen to podcasts. They don't even know I, I have all this stuff going on, um, how maybe you found me, but they, um, they find me nonetheless, like from 10 years ago, from 15 years ago, I want to work with you. It's, it's quite sweet actually. Um, but that's just not the everyday thing. I don't get that call or that email every day. All right. So we need to understand that when we're making a great shift, right? That the all-in approach can be a very scary place and it can feel like a free fall and you're going to want to, um, you know, go, go in reverse, control, alt, delete, start over, you know, all of that's going to happen in the all-in approach. The strategic approach, however, is one that I really have taken as I've gone further into this decade of working for myself, like there's something a little over a decade, but there's, there's something about that. There's something about the second half of my entrepreneurial ship, like really being able to be strategic, um, be aware of my finances, be aware of my marketing, be aware of the client experience and 
really kind of creating these processes. And the way I'm able to do that is by being strategic, planning out my year, planning out the things that I want to accomplish, knowing those benchmarks. I like to call them mile markers. Like you're driving down the road and those little mile markers that you see, I find those to be very, um, metaphoric. Like, oh, I'm driving down the road and that was mile marker 118 an hour ago. And now I'm at, you know, mile marker 48 and I'm, I'm making my way. And there's just something about I'm on my way. I'm continuing to go. There's that mile marker to remind me that I'm getting further down the road. And I think the the strategist approach is going to understand that those mile markers are important and they're going to kind of structure them out. So what would, what would that be? Right? So let me just share with you on a business aspect. So I would be looking at my financial security, my medical care. Um, I'm looking at what I'm, what's my paycheck, right? What do I need to make in my company in order to get the paycheck that I need to live comfortably? Maybe I don't need to make six figures to live comfortably anymore. Maybe I only need to make 60,000 a year to live comfortably. Now the rest of that money can recycle into my business or into investments or, right? So even before I make dollar one, I can be looking at what where I'm going, what's my, what are my mile markers? How am I getting there? And then creating the systems to hold the things that are kind of be coming in, you know? Um, but there's one thing I have to say here is that we don't want to create so many systems and so much structure that we make all this stuff and we just, it's busy work and we never begin, right? Because that's key. That's a thing we, you know, okay, let's talk about weight loss for a second. Um, Back in 2007, um, I had three babies in five years. I was either pregnant or nursing for five years. It was a lot. And my body definitely represented that. I And I was working a lot. I was working like seven days a week. So on top of that, all that stress, everything my body had gone through by by the time baby number three um, my body was beat my back. I was having back issues. Um, and I just felt like so tired and so sluggish and, uh, my waistline agreed and <laughs> was not good. So I decided that I was going to take my power back. Right. And, you know, I didn't just stop eating or, um, go on a very strict diet, but what I did do was I stopped snacking at night. Right. And instead of watching TV, I read a book. It's like taking, and then I, and then I told myself like, okay, I'm going to have, this is my plan for the first month. This is the behavior I'm changing. And then it became no snacking when I'm working. So if I was going to have a snack during my work time, um, I would not be on a computer. I would not be on the phone, nothing. I would like literally mindfully eat my snacks. Cause I would just, you know, plow through a bag of almonds. Now almonds are good for you, but plowing through a bag doesn't matter how good <laughs> they are for you. A bag is too much. Right. So, um, and yes, that's a true story. I remember like putting my hand in the bag and going, I hit the bottom and I was like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> I ate the whole bag. Cause I was stress eating because I was doing a spreadsheet in Excel. So and that's just not my strength zone. All right. Moving on though. Strategically, I had to give myself 
these benchmarks. I had to allow myself to see, okay, this is step one, this is step two. And then I used my scale to empower myself as well. So, you know, figuring out what that would look like. And, you know, we just need to have some structure to help us move forward. So are you an all in? Are you a strategist or are you a blend of the two? Are you a hybrid of it? I think it's really important to allow yourself the room to play with that. There was, um, I'm going to give you an example with my business. So, um, I had my son in the end, the very end of 2015, my fourth and, you know, he kind of with, with him, um, brought a huge rebirth for myself and my business. I ended up closing down my business, um, and to be with my son and, um, because I had to, (laughs) and we'll see, I had him in December and come July, I knew I had to do the next thing. The next thing needed to happen in my business. And I recognized that there were some changes I wanted to make. I had had the nonprofit and I had dissolved it months before. And, um, and I knew it was time for a rebirthing. I knew that I didn't want to go back into the nonprofit world. Not that it's not amazing and wonderful. Um, but I knew I needed to be in a specific arena and that was continuing to do spiritual counseling. But really just being that teacher and that educator at a new level. And as I started to look at, well, okay, how do I pay my bills? Because now I'm doing the pivot thing and that's fantastic and great, but it can also be a very scary place. And so what I recognize, I had this talent and some of you may know this, some of you may not, I don't broadcast a lot, but a lot of the beginnings of me figuring out what I was going to be as an entrepreneur, I started to do the things that I had always done for my friends, like doing tarot readings. So um, I'm kind of an intuitive. So that wasn't hard. I would just do tarot readings and people would pay me, you know, I think I started at like 60 bucks an hour like to give you a reading and um, just kind of let things. Yeah. Like in my living room, I would do it. It's like, it was so chill. Um, but I recognize like I have that talent, but at this point in my game, I was doing corporate events. So some of those big, um, social media companies, um, I live close to San Francisco. So I would travel there, do their big events. I had tarot readers who worked for me and we would go out and do large events. Kind of fun, right? You may or may not know that about me. (laughs) Now you do. So I used my tarot skills. And I got in with a whole bunch of the dot-com companies in Silicon Valley, and I would do their large events and I would make, you know, some really good money. I mean, I could just do one event and it would be like, at least pay half of everything that I had to pay for every single month, like just one night of my, of my month. So I definitely understood that I could use tarot and that, that skill that I had right? And the people that I knew that would get me those larger gigs. So I was doing those. And while I was doing those, I was able to begin to focus the rest of my time on the company I really wanted to nurture and grow. And I will say this, I continued for four years to do those large corporate events until I could finally let them go completely. And it was hard to make that decision and let it go, but I didn't need it anymore. 
That was a strategic move. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Because I think it's really important that we understand we don't have to leave our security in order to follow a dream. We don't have to leave the day job in order to start a new company or to start your own business. It's important that we say that, right? It's also really important that you understand you don't have to give up what makes you happy and what feels good to achieve the things that you want to achieve for yourself. Now, there are things you're going to need to kill off. Okay. I'm going to tell you, there's some things that are probably bad habits and unhealthy for you that you're going to let go of, but don't worry about that today. Today, ask yourself, am I an all in? Am I a strategist? Am I a blend of the two? And what do I need to do to start to allow myself to follow my desire, to allow my level up to happen, to unfold in front of me? Yes? Good. I have to say, I am so grateful for my experiences as an entrepreneur. We can apply it to our lives personally, professionally, but the lessons and the experiences of it, it's taken me to a level in my life that I never thought I would be. I am so grateful. I'm grateful every day I wake up. I am grateful that I get to do what I love, that I get to choose you know, who I want to work with, how I want to work. If I want to sit in the sun in my bikini, which I do all the time. Um, it's pretty funny, but that's where I do some of my best work, sitting out my back porch, just enjoying my, my surroundings, feeling the gratitude. Right. And it's not like I have the perfect life, but I have what makes me happy. I think that is something that we can take away from this. Right. This is what we need to know before we leap. This is what you need to remember inside of you, that you are meant for the things that you desire and dream of, that they are already yours. They are your birthright and they are waiting for you. You don't have to wait to get so uncomfortable to make that change. Until next time, have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. If it moved you and you feel the desire, please share it with a friend, share it on your social media. Let us know how you're feeling with a beautiful love note or a review. We want to thank you again for being here and we will see you next time.